Hi, I'm Chris Sarandon, and welcome to Cooking by Heart, where we revisit the vivid memories of the food we grew up with. Just the best. I couldn't believe the tastes and the flavors. Susan Sarandon. And the people and the stories attached to that time in our lives. I was the one sort of like mommy dearest. <laughs> Today, my guest is actor, director, producer, and podcaster, LeVar Burton, whose decades-long body of work includes, among many others, Roots, Star Trek The Next Generation, and, of course, Reading Rainbow. He is the honored recipient of seven NAACP awards, a Peabody Award, a Grammy, and 15 Emmy Awards. Extraordinary. As a lifelong literacy advocate, Burton has dedicated decades to encouraging children to read. In 2023, he premiered his first documentary, The Right to Read, a film that positions the literacy crisis in America as a civil rights issue. He continues to exercise his passion for storytelling as the award-winning author of Aftermath, The Rhino Who Swallowed a Storm, and a kid's book about imagination. And his production company, LeVar Burton Entertainment, or LBE, develops projects in the film, television, podcasting, and publishing space with a mission to show stories, share stories, rather, that foster empathy, champion diversity, and build community. Now in its 12th season, the enormously popular LeVar Burton Reads podcast has over 175 episodes in its catalog, boasts 25 million downloads. And his first, that is LBE's first kids and family podcast, Sound Detectives, debuted on Stitcher in July of 2023. I'm proud to introduce the artist and activist, LeVar Burton. Hello, my friend. Hey, Chris. Who the hell were you talking about? There, <laughs> Who is that? Yeah. Who is that masked man? <laughs> well, a good question. And uh, I'll start our conversation with um, uh, not a provocative question, but a, a question that tells us a lot about uh, the subject of the show, which is your provenance. That is mm -hmm. where you're from, uh, because mm -hmm. so much of that uh, informs uh, everything in our lives, including, you know, what happens when we uh, started eating food at a very young age. You grew up, or that is, you were born in Germany? Mm -hmm. I was. My father was in the military. I was born in Landstuhl. Landstuhl. Yeah, near Kaiserslautern. It's, it is, uh, it is the, the, there's a major American army facility there. Um, sometimes uh, you'll, you'll see people um, brought there for debriefing from one situation or another. They'll ah. go to that hospital at, 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 in Landstuhl, yeah. and, and they'll be examined and, de and debriefed and, and whatnot. A very famous, actually, uh, it hospital. Is, it, it is a, a pretty, pretty famous uh, installation. Yeah, yeah. now your, your dad was in the army, obviously. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. He was stationed there as what? I mean, so he was a photographer and a camera repairman. Third Armored Division's Signal Corps. Still photographer or? Mm -hmm. Stills. Stills, okay. He was a still photographer. So then yeah. the, the question arises, how long did you live there before you, you moved back to the States, right? Yeah, so I was uh, a little over a year old when we came back to the States the first time. Um, and then we went again for another tour of duty when I was in the third and the fourth grade. That's the tour I remember. I, uh -huh. I, I've, I've seen many pictures of, of, uh, of that first tour of duty, but try as I might, I, I, cannot, I cannot remember anything that happened. Um, 
prior to my first birthday. Yeah, we we all have uh, uh, we think intimations of things that we remember from prior right. to one year old. But I, uh, I I'm I, very I doubtful. So. I I, yeah. I won't push you there now. So Thanks. then, um, so then when the, your first memory of food mm. and was it your mom's cooking? <sighs> Had to be. Um, what is my first me- my first memory? Wow. Nobody's ever asked me this question before, Chris. What is my first memory of food? <sighs> I don't know that I can come up with a first memory. If not a first memory, one of your most vivid when you well, were young. Well, I mean, I have very vivid memories of, you know, we shopped at the PX. Ah. Right? Yep. And so... Even, even when you were back in the States. Yes, absolutely, because, you know, we were, we were um, you know, dependents, um, military dependents. Right. So peanut butter, um, mayonnaise, everything came in huge um, gallon tins. Right, right. right. Uh, <laughs> sort, of like, sort of like the Costco experience many, many years Costco, ago. Costco, but yeah. everything painted green. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Which, <laughs> makes it. which makes it even more appetizing, of course. Yeah, yeah absolutely, when it comes in a green container. Right. So there were, there were, you know, there were a lot of things. Uh, I, re- I remember, I remember um, getting field rations um, as a kid. Um, this is when we were in Germany, getting field rations Whoa. as treats. I mean, you know, somebody, you know, some, some kid was, some, was in, in my, you know, play group was right. son of a quartermaster. And, you know, the quartermaster's job is to distribute, right. Yeah, acquire and distribute whatever. Right. So this this kid uh, acquired some some K rash right right what they call today they call them MREs right. uh, meals ready to eat for our listeners and viewers uh, explain what's a K ration well K ration is it's what they served soldiers when they were you know in the field they, they, right. they were in the field right? right and so they're 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 like vacuum packed depending on what it is they're generally cold if the if there is a hot dish in there you know that has to be prepared. Separately, it's 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 um, you know, it it it, it was the the military's version of of I guess Lunchables. Um, <laughs> and what what was, do they consist of? The ones that you got that you thought were treats. The the tuna fish was always as like tuna fish and saltines. To this day, I love tuna fish really? uh, and saltines because it takes me you know yep. right right back there because it was it was clandestine. I mean, we weren't supposed to have these. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. But we, but we did, and 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 we loved them, and, and felt we felt very um, dangerous. Yes, right, right. Having them, and also there's something about because I remember when I was a kid, very clearly, uh, we played army a lot. All the we time. were soldiers. We were out yeah. in the field uh, across from our uh, where we lived, and we were digging foxholes, and we were pretending yeah. that we were shooting each other, and you know the the the. Uh, uh, the what the the adventure gene the testosterone mm-hmm. usually of, mm-hmm. of young boys mm-hmm. uh, which right. which gets into that but but uh this is part of that sort of mystique in a way yeah well you know growing up in a military family um you know that 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 quotient was amplified right you know was your mom a, 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 a now she did she she worked right not when we were overseas. When we, well, when when you we were, were in the states, stateside, yeah, yes, right. absolutely. When we were overseas, she she was uh, a house frog, right. as, they, as they used to call right. it. Um, Do you remember any but, of her specialties? 
things that you look forward to when you sat down to eat dinner? Here's the thing about adulthood. I, I discovered as an adult that my mom was not a great cook. I didn't know this as a kid, right. but I recognized it as I got a bit older. <laughs> right. Now, having said that, there were dishes of hers that I looked forward to. Right. But there were also incidents that 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 were just horrifying. (laughs) 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 Horrifying is a word I don't hear often on this show, but I I love it because you'd be surprised how common this is, by the way. How many people I talk to who particularly with working moms. Yeah, right. And my mom was a a working mom. Now, case in point, I was an altar boy when I was in elementary school in, in Sacramento, California, when we came back um, from, from Germany from the second tour of duty. And I was an altar boy um, when I was in the fifth grade. We had come back from Germany and, and, and settled in in Sacramento. And I went to serve an evening mass and came back um, one, one weekday, um, late afternoon, early evening. And my mom tried to pass off to me as roast beef, as a roast beef sandwich, beef tongue. Uh-huh. Now, this is also very now, common, by the way. Go ahead. So, is it really? This is a common story? No, not, not the story. Tongue. Ah, it, tongue. It, it pops up constantly, and I, I've never been able to figure out why. Well, here's my theory. Hmm. We're all of a certain age. I'm, I'm 66. Right. My, my mother grew up in the Depression. Yep. And, you know, being black, beef tongue, tripe, chitlins... Yep. These these were the protein sources that they grew up on right. because those were the scraps, affordable, right? Yep. Those were the those were the affordable yep. cuts. That's absolutely right, the affordable cuts. So I used to get a pass though every time my mom made chitlins. I got a, an all day pass. I could be gone all day. Was this planned by you or? No, no, it was just an agreed upon. Oh. It was it, it was because I could not handle the smell of chitlins being cleaned and cooked was just it would it would it it did did not agree with me then i can honestly say to you chris (laughs) sarandon chitlins have never passed these lips (laughs) and no matter how much hot sauce you put on them they are never going to be palatable um It, it just occurs to me you know because i grew up as the son of an immigrant and mm-hmm. a lot of the same food was the food that we ate as well. Uh, that right. is because nothing was wasted. Often yes. it was awful. Nothing. It was awful. Yeah. That's uh, right. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. either intestinal or we ate chicken livers a lot. We ate, t- my dad loved tongue. Mm. In the restaurant, I grew up in a restaurant. My mm-hmm. dad, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. You? And, and uh, the food there was much of a much sort of, I don't want to call it elevated level because it was well prepared. Um, but still, you know, the, uh, one of the dishes on the menu in the morning was brains and eggs. Hello. Right. And, Hello. and it's, it's a similar experience. So, so continue. So, yeah. so when, so Chitlins, what else was uh, on the menu? The, 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 that I wouldn't eat or, <laughs> or both. both. <laughs> well, uh, uh, moving into the category of things that, that my mom made that, that, I yeah. loved like her shrimp fried rice tended to mm. be a, f- a favorite, mm. right? Um, uh, I, I, her spaghetti, you know, was was outstanding. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I, I grew up in the era where um, like TV dinners yeah. were a thing, yes. right? I remember the first McDonald's moving into, in, into our part of mm -hmm. town, what sort of excitement there was around, oh, yeah. around that. Yeah, yeah. A and W was, was always there. And, 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 and the root beer before McDonald's, there was A and W mm -hmm. and, 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 and the root beer, root beer float oh, and, yeah. uh, from A and W was always a, a huge, huge did, treat. Did A and W serve food as well? Oh yeah, they did. They had uh, good burgers. Um, and, and, Decent fries. Onion rings were, 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 were excellent, mm -hmm. however. But my mom, I mean, you know, there weren't that many things that she, that she made as, you know, as, as staples for us that, that, that I, I can remember being like incredibly, incredibly tasty. Looked forward yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. But as I say, in, in retrospect, Irma wasn't the best cook. My grandmother now, ah. on the other hand. When we go to Kansas City to visit my grandparents, Amami, yeah, she was the sort of woman who wore an apron all day, all long. the time, wow, all the time, yeah, yeah, all the time. She spent a lot of time in the kitchen, and 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 like in most families, the kitchen was the heart part of the house. What do you remember about your grandmother's cooking? Breakfast, breakfast, because they had a farm. Oh. Um, they butchered their own pigs and cows, and my grandmother's sausage was a mix of, of pork and beef. And wow. the seasoning, the seasoning that she put in, in her sausage, it's a, it's a taste, Chris, that I have been chasing my entire adult life. <laughs> Seriously. And any idea what it was? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, there's no way, that, was, and there's no way now for you to taste it and go, no. oh, now I know what that was. No, yeah, it's a memory so. somewhere in the synapses. A, yeah, that's 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 right. Mm. Which is why I guess I've been I've been chasing it. <laughs> was she was years. she a baker? No, Grandma. Our mommy was not a baker. She 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 was a cook. She was at the stove mm -hmm. um, all the time, and her breakfasts were legendary. Her biscuits and syrup, my God. Mm. So I guess you know, in that sense, I mean, her. I, when you say baker, I thought you know cakes, pies, but she. Bread. Exactly. Yeah, she, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she made amazing, amazing biscuits. Uh, and of course, the butter was also fresh. You know, from, yeah, right, from right, right there on the farm. Do you remember anything else about the farm in terms of the preparation or the buildup to the food? Were, were you ever privy to, uh, if they made their own sausages, if they had animals, were, 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 were you privy to any of that? I was never part of the slaughter process. We, we were there during the summer. And I guess, you know, um, that all took place at a, it, away from the, from the house. Right, right. So whatever abattoir they had yeah, was not was, It was located. not, uh, and, and you know what, come, come to think of it, it, it might have, uh, it, they might have done the, the, the slaughtering at another facility off, off property. Right, mm -hmm. because I, I can't even I can't even remember, um, you know, conversations about it. It was you know it was they had the animals. If they had to be slaughtered, then there was an abattoir somewhere, probably yeah. in the community somewhere yeah. that, well, that people shared. So there, yeah, yeah. You, know, you could right. probably at one time you could turn in any direction, throw a rock, and hit one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now, so now you when you were growing up, you have siblings, right? I do. Uh huh. I had two sisters, two sisters. Two sisters? Growing up. Were they around the house when you were growing up? Oh, yeah. My older sister was, uh, she's, old, she's five years older. 
until she she left the house and then it was my younger sister and i ah so what was it what was what was the life like around the dinner table Ah, well again with the working conversation the working with the working parent you know it was um it was mostly during the week our job and responsibility come home from school do your homework um and your chores and start dinner and did mom involve you guys at all in the in the preparation and or the serving or the cleanup 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 was me and valencia um my younger sister um preparation um was always Letitia, our older sister. And then Irma would come in and, you know, do the finishing touches. Right. And we'd eat. And was it a lively table? Yeah, you know, I I I I I suppose so. I mean what was the conver- what was the conversation like Just, around the table? Well, Every day or was <laughs> was there anything that was specific to your family that was different? It it, it all depends on when we're talking. The Vietnam mm. era and civil rights was was uh. was a time when you know when the conversation was about the news of the day. Right. Prior to that, it it, it was about you know the mundane things that happened during the course of the day. Right. But, but during the 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 mid sixties um, to early seventies, it really was about the political climate. You know, we lived in Sacramento, state capital of. Um, right you know um one of the most prosperous states in in the union right and my mother was always very politically aware and very politically involved so politics was was really front and center the politics of the day was right. what we talked about over food did you guys go out to eat as a family mm, that was a rare treat not yeah. often at all i mean um when my, I, when my, I remember going to the, to the base, um, to the, what they call the NCO club, the non-commissioned yeah. officers club. Um, and that was a treat, um, getting a Shirley temple from the bar. Mm-hmm. That was always special, but going out to fine dining, nah. Not necessarily fine dining, but just going out to. Going out to, I mean, like, you know, <laughs> Can I remember many restaurant experiences as a kid? So that at the time, even when you were uh, out somewhere, be it at the base or whatever, it yeah. wasn't anything unique uh, in terms of a discovery? Mm. So, something that you, you experienced, you went, oh, whoa, what's that? No. No, not not in terms of the food. The the uniqueness was 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 being out. Just right? be, yeah, right. Being right. out more um, a social than a, a culinary experience. Yeah, because you know, because because being out meant being um, being in predominantly white society, mm. and there was a there was you know there was a, a, just a different vibe. There was a a, a, a certain expectation that was present for us as kids mm-hmm. that we our behavior be absolutely immaculate and we be as invisible right. as possible wow mm. well it's also and i'm not taking away at all from the fact that you were an african-american family in a in a white world um but also it was a time when children were expected to be seen and not heard for the most part, yeah. yeah. Um, 
you know, you you didn't see <laughs> you didn't see a lot of tantrums in the aisles of the supermarket back right. in the day. It yes. just it just didn't go down. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> now, now, when your kids were growing up, did yeah. you uh, or your wife include them in the the uh, preparation of food? Did you guys was that something that you you spent time together? Stephanie's an amazing cook, phenomenal, phenomenal cook. My wife, um, and uh, and and she's a, a big foodie, and 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 our daughter Mika has certainly inherited the foodie gene from from her mom mika was always very you know very active uh, you know in the in the kitchen um with steph growing up you know paying attention and and then as she got older joining in but i i i i live in a house with a woman who um knows what she's doing mm-hmm. behind the stove you're blessed i'm i'm I'm, I'm very much so. Do you very cook much. at I'm all? I'm the envy of, of many of my friends. I did when I was a bachelor. Yeah. But I married a woman who could cook, so. who could really, really, who could burn, <laughs> as we say. Right? So what's the point? You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can get by if I need to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, you know, but my, my, my there's wife. There's no specialty that uh, uh, there's a night of the week or a night of the month where we go, oh, I, I'm going to make so-and-so tonight because it's something that I'm good at. No. No. Back in the day, I was known for my fried chicken. Back oh. in the day, I would, I, would, I would make fried chicken, yeah, when I was a bachelor. That was, that was my specialty. Now, did your, did your dad cook at all? Did he do any barbecuing or anything like that? No, not, not that I recall, no. Yeah. No, no. in fact, you, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I did not grow up in a tradition where the men were, 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 were in the kitchen, you know, at the stove. Hmm. That's not the, the sort of family structure I grew up in. Interesting how how yeah. in some uh, African American families that is the case. That is the case where yeah. the men sort of take over at certain times over right. uh, in certain circumstances. Right. Uh, I had a conversation with a, a guy by the name of Noah Tucker, who's a uh, a chef in Amsterdam, mm-hmm. uh, African American father and a Jewish mother, mm-hmm. and when he would have dinner with his Jewish family, everything was very quiet, sort of around the table, mm-hmm. talking, chatting, whatever. When, when it was, he was with the African-American side of the family, it was the guys, they were barbecuing, there was, mm-hmm. you know, social interaction, there was a lot of noise, there was mm-hmm. a lot of... Uh, boisterous uh, energy. Yeah, boisterous energy. Yeah. Boisterous energy, which I, 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 I think a lot of people, by the way, envy mm-hmm. uh, from the African-American community, that kind of energy, which, by the way, has informed our culture uh, in general, you know, in, in music and in the arts. Uh, huge measure. In, you know, everywhere. So as far as you remember, no sort of, um, oh, my God, discoveries. Uh, culinarily, no. no. Yeah, exotic, anything like that. No, no, that, not until I, not until I um, began to, not until Roots and I began to travel after Roots. That was when I was introduced to, to, to flavors and tastes and, and, and cuisines that, um, that I just had no, no clue about. Um, I remember being in Japan. Actually, I want to go back to Germany for a minute because you said you went back to Germany. Yeah, we did. Was there any German food in your in your uh, life when you went um, back, or was it all absolutely no, 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 no bratwurst, Ooh. bratwurst and sauerkraut? Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, also, Toto stands. They were little candy kiosks, 
and they were called toto stands because there was a there was a toto stick and they were they were conical shaped and it was you know spun sugar it was hard candy oh right but it was it was a sucker but they were all on a stick and you know when my mom passed a couple of years ago and my sister and i were going through things we found a whole box of these toto sticks that we had brought back from germany no i'm serious because (laughs) they had different figures on them so you collect them right they had right you know and we found a, an entire box that we, 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 we brought back from Germany. Uh, that was... Did you sample them? Oh, no, no, no. They were all empty. Oh, oh, they were oh, all, oh they were I all, see. You found, yeah, you you found the box. Yeah, you eat the candy, you save, you save the plastic. Oh, okay. You save the plastic all stick, right? right? All right. <laughs> but, those, but, the, but the Toto stand, they had the, they had the, the Toto sticks and... Um, and I love licorice. I love black licorice. And that, that, that love for black licorice emanated... From from that you know, time, those, from from the Toto stand, yeah, you, you, the, the the licorice that's in a wheel, right? Mm-hmm. And you get to you get to pull it out bit by bit, inch by inch, right? Un- unravel it from from the wheel that it's that it's wrapped up as. It's uh, it's as much a um, an adventure as it is a taste treat. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. My younger sister and I used to do this all the time with with, with food. Who could have some the longest right oh could make it last to make it last as long as possible mm-hmm. right our ice cream would be soup right <laughs> but yes. as, lo- as long as as long as you had the, the last bite right, right. If, if if the other one finished before you do then you win <laughs> <laughs> that's great i i because i remember those those moments in my life as well either with friends or with uh, my older brother. It's interesting to me also because I spent some time in Germany when I was a kid, when yeah. I was like 13. My brother was stationed huh. in Augsburg. Wow. And I went over because my parents were supposed to go with me, but then something happened and they didn't go, but they sent me. My brother was in the in the paratroopers, in the, in the um, 101st, I think, Airborne Division. Airborne, uh-huh. Uh, and he was also, he worked in a personnel office. And he would jump as, as, as little as possible just to get his jump pay, which they called jump pay. You know, you had to wow. do it every month or two, whatever. And I spent time in Augsburg, and the things that I remember were the schnitzel, which I loved. Mm, mm-hmm. But uh, German food is not necessarily known for its gastronomic... Um, no, it's, it's, but it's hearty. Yes, you know? very. A lot of boiled potatoes. Yes. It's hearty fare for, you know, for a hearty... Right. (laughs) All right. So then, (laughs) a hearty people. I want to remember Mm -hmm. that. At one point, now you leave home, right? You you go to the seminary. Mm -hmm. What was the food like there? (laughs) I had a feeling this might strike a nerve. Oh my God, Chris. Um, (laughs) Well. It was, looking back on it, it was pretty uniformly awful. There yeah. were, there were, again, there were dishes that we looked forward to. Mm-hmm. There was a dish, there was a roast beef dish that every time they served it, I got the runs. I swear to God. Oh my God. Every time I'd eat this chipped beef, uh. I'd get the runs. <laughs> a lot of it, you know, with a lot of cans, uh, there was a company called um, Aunt Tilly's, I think. Mm-hmm. Antilles, you know, a lot of bulk stuff, right? right? We had a cook. Bessie was her name. Oh no, Bessie was the cook at at in the Sammy house. Uh, I was I lived in a Jewish fraternity 
um, my second year at, at the University of Southern oh, California. Really? I was I was a boarder in the Sigma Alpha Mu fraternity. Yeah, uh, the Jewish fraternity yeah. on Fraternity Row at SC, and the cook's name was Bessie. That's and 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 Bessie was 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 sweet and and a, and a serviceable cook. Mm-hmm. My deal with with the with the Sigma Alpha Mu house was as a boarder. Um, I I got uh, two meals a day, two meals a day, breakfast and dinner. Lunch was generally out um, on campus someplace. Right, right. But I, I but I'm fascinated to go back to the seminary first of all. Was it a mm-hmm. particular order that you were? Uh, Salvatorian, in- yeah, the SDS, the Society of the Divine Savior, mm-hmm. out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, most of them. A yeah. rigorous order? They were all about the academics and the discipline. They were really staunch disciplinarians, mm-hmm. the Salvatorians. And the seminarians were not involved in the preparation or the, uh, or the creation of the food at all? No. Again, only in the cleanup, mm. in the cleanup, in the refectory, you know, it was a, very much a class system, you know, based on a hierarchy, freshmen, sophomore, junior, seniors. Right. The lower you were on the totem pole, the more work you did and the, and the grimier the work <laughs> tended to be. KP. <laughs> that's, that's washing dishes. Yes. Right. Right. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. For, the, for those listeners and, and viewers, uh, I, I remember just whenever I would see something that had to do with the army on television or in the movies, they would talk about KP, which is what kitchen patrol. Is that what it's kitchen true? patrol? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. a, a, a euphemism for uh, labor that is not necessarily pleasant. No, never. It's never pleasant. Yeah, but it is necessary. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, it is necessary for the for for you know functioning community. Those are jobs that somebody's got to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So then, uh, moving on from the from the um, horrendous, I think is the word that you mm. use, food at the seminary <laughs> to college, and you're in the fraternity yeah. house, and then something yeah. happened, and you are yeah. suddenly in the limelight, and you are working yeah. in one of the seminal uh, television series of of many of our lifetimes, Roots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of the things I always ask people who are in the business and who have been working at it for some time, what was the food like for you when you were in the series? On set? Catered food. Yeah, catered food. You know, we, we shot the first three hours of Roots in seven weeks in Savannah, Georgia, oh, wow. which is where I discovered soft shell mm-hmm. at the first time. My God. Being a black man and, and, you know, fried foods are, you know, a, a part of the heritage and, and, you know, there's just something deliciously sinful mm. about eating an entire crustacean shell and all. Mm-hmm. Do you remember any of the venues where you discovered this food? Just restaurants around Savannah? Yeah. See, one of my favorite words in, in language is per diem <laughs> or an actor. <laughs> They give you an, an allowance right. to go and yeah, eat, yeah. Yeah. right? Pretty astounding system when, when I, I first stumbled into it. You mean they, they give me money and I can go to restaurants? Right, right. So, yeah. so was the first three hours shot only in, in Savannah and then did it move on or did you stay there? Then we moved, we moved to, to home to Los Angeles ah. to shoot the rest of the series. How many episodes 
Roots was uh, the the original Roots was uh, twelve hours, uh, aired in uh, eight consecutive nights. What an extraordinary event that was for so many yeah. of us yeah. at the time. Seminal. Yeah, very yeah. seminal for individuals and for the nation as well. Yep, there there was an America before Absolutely. Roots, and there was a, an America after yeah, Roots. Exactly, and they were not the same same nation. Now, when you were in, I, I know you're just talking about Savannah and the food there. Uh, particularly mm-hmm. the soft shell crabs. A- anything else that you discovered when you were there that just sort of lit your world up? Uh, the the, the soft shell crab was 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 the thing that that um, that really turned me out. I mean, I I was like, this is this is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember any of the sides? A, a lot of okra. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm not a I'm not an I'm not a fan. I'm of not okra. either. Yeah. Yeah. Do not. Do not like the texture, the slimy nature of it. I'm the same way. Yeah. But wonderful, you know, rice again, biscuits. Um, southern breakfasts are always good. Grits. Grits. Now, see, boy, that's a, that's a debate. That's a debate. Because how they're prepared? Some people, how they're prepared, how they're served. Yeah, yeah. Salt and pepper yep. on your yep. grits? Or do you have butter and sugar? Ah, on your grits, right? See now, I remember my dad's restaurant. They served grits for breakfast. This was West Virginia, so it's a border state, okay. but there was still a lot of Southern influence. It was Southern, uh-huh. salt and pepper and and butter. Salt and pepper and yeah, butter. no sugar. Wow, or, or no salt sugar and pepper. Yeah, right, right. And then some people throw hot sauce in there. Yeah, on and the salt salt and pepper um, on the salt and pepper side. It is only. Recently, my wife has discovered uh, 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 some some grits that that I just I am in love with. They're, they they tend to be larger grain than the grits that I grew up with, mm-hmm. and they are naturally sweet. And I've really come to appreciate grits from uh, from a different place now that that I have you know found this this mm-hmm. grain this variety of it that I just that really agrees with me. More like hominy, yeah. More, not that almost thick, pearly, but but in nature, yeah, but but definitely pearly. Oh, yeah, I, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna get this yes. the brand of this from you uh, because I love grits. Yeah, do you? Oh yeah, I remember one of the things I loved immensely when I was growing up was breakfast at the restaurant and having uh, grits. I get the name. There, there. It's an African. It's an African variety. I will. Um, I will. I will get that. Oh, because I, I love grits. I love grits. So then, uh, one of the questions I also ask people, because you also, obviously, you have a career that has spanned not only the Roots years, but the mm-hmm. Star Trek years, mm-hmm. uh, and on and on. You've been in feature films. You've been mm-hmm. in any number of different locations. Mm-hmm. Was there a, a, aside from Savannah, mm. was there a favorite food location you were on that you can think of? Someplace that really... Most of my food epiphanies mm-hmm. came from travel rather than set. Ah. I mean, food meals on set tend to be, you know, just general sort of pro forma. Fair, although you know, over time, I've I've encountered some pretty damned good caterers who yep. put a lot of thought, uh, effort, and and creativity into that which they serve. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's the travel experiences where, like, I I had I had my first escargot. At a restaurant called Seal Blue in uh, in Tokyo in 1977, um, and that was like that blue 
my mind. The first um, I've ever heard of somebody having an epiphany with escargot in Japan. In Japan, yeah, yeah. France, yes. French, but- French, French restaurant. Oh, it was. Um, it was a French restaurant oh. in Japan, mm-hmm. in Tokyo. Um, I'll never, I'll never forget the name of the restaurant. I'll never forget the experience. I'll never forget, you know, the, just the, the sense of of um, sensory explosion. Because mm-hmm. how can you go wrong with garlic and butter? Yeah, you know, and bread. <laughs> yeah, that's right, right. Sopping it up. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think I have a feeling that a lot of our uh, listeners and viewers right now are thinking, hmm. I think maybe yeah. <laughs> I'll revisit escargot. Mm-hmm. I haven't had him in a long time uh, as well. A- any others on your travels that you can think of? One year in the, in, in the, um, in the early 80s, I went to Italy, um, to Rome, to receive uh, an award, the, the uh, Telegato Award mm-hmm. from uh, Sorisi Canzoni, and was supposed to be there for a week and stayed for, for three months for the whole summer. Oh, how Great. And that's when I was introduced to not just Italian cooking, mm-hmm. but the Italian lifestyle. Yeah. Right? Yep. Dinner is at 10 o'clock. You, 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 you walk afterwards, yep. you know, gelato, but, uh, but, um, uh, oh, uh, carbonara, spaghetti carbonara I had for the first time. Oh. I mean, just, just mm-hmm. like things, the dishes that are, are very well known, but, it was all brand new to me. Yeah, yeah. Right? And also... We didn't have spaghetti carbonara in my mom's house right. when I was growing up. Right. And, right? and the, f- the fortunate thing is that you are eating it in the font of yeah. where that food comes from. Yes. And I found, I, f- I found Italian culture very, very familiar, very similar to black culture, very matriarchal. Yes. You know, very centered around the, 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 the home, the hearth, the kitchen, the woman. And the family. In, in general, yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. Oh, any other travel adventures that you recall? Oh my, I mean, food adventures. Uh, other other food adventures um, on uh, around around the world. I'm just thinking of the, the, the places that I've traveled and that can be connected to food experiences. Well, of course, my first forays into Caribbean life. Mm. This is this this is when I discovered how I want to live. Should I ever retire, I will retire to someplace in the Caribbean. Oh, really? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I, 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 feel, I, I feel most aligned when I'm in that environment. The rhythm of life? The, not just the rhythm of life. It's the, it's the, it's the atmosphere, right? Mm-hmm. I live in Southern California, and I, I, I use lip balm 20 times right, a day. right. When I'm in the islands, it, once in the morning, and I'm done, my skin glows, my hair, it's just, I, I, it is, I guess it is the lifestyle. I, I'm, I'm the sea at least twice a day. Mm-hmm. I'm eating fresh fruit, yep. fresh fish. Everything just lines up for me. Yeah. There. I, 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 I just, I feel so, um, so at home mm-hmm. in, in the Caribbean. And you first experienced being there when you were how old? I was in at least in my late 20s, mm. going to the Caribbean for the first time. Um, same with Africa, going to the continent for the first mm-hmm. time and eating game meat. Yeah. Where in Africa? 
I've been all over uh, from north, south, uh, east and west. Spent a lot of time in, in Kenya, um, mm. up in Turkana country. As far north as Mauritania, as far east as Djibouti, um, and as far south as, as, uh, as South Africa. And what about that food? Uh, and, and Anything in, that you remember Africa from there? General, yeah. oh, my, oh my God. Um, roasted meat, both in the bush yep. and in, in, in restaurants mm-hmm. in, in the city. Mm-hmm. Just phenomenal, phenomenal flavors. I was in Kenya and Tanzania a long time ago after a movie, mm-hmm. a disastrous movie that I just was so disillusioned about that I said, I got to get out of here and happen to know some people who go there every year. And so I, I picked their brains and flew over to, first I went to the Seychelles and then I went to Nairobi and, uh, and, and rented a car and drove around for three weeks by myself. What year was this? Oh gosh, this was uh, eight, in the 70s. Long wow. time ago, long time ago. Wow. But by myself, just driving Good around, dri- going from game reserve to game reserve, uh, going to uh, Ngoro Ngoro and Dutu. Ngoro Ngoro, uh, yeah. Some of the most magical places. And the thing I remember most about Africa were the smells of mm. cured leather mm. from art objects or leather projects that were mm-hmm. coated with some kind mm-hmm. of oil or grease from an animal fat animal yeah animal fat, fat yeah. that had that yeah. i mean the it was yeah. uh, so really pungent oh, yeah. and seductive yeah. at the same time yeah wonderful i spent just a little bit of time in, in maasai country ah in kenya and uh and had an opportunity to share you know the young the young warriors uh, they 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 drink a combination of milk um mixed with blood, blood right yeah and i i I got to watch them do do that. I didn't imbibe, but I got to watch them do it. I, I figured, when will I ever be here again exactly. and be given this opportunity? Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah. Well, that's a culinary experience that not many people have. Yeah, it sure was. <laughs> yeah. Come to think of it. Yes. Yeah. Now, this is a question that I always ask each of my guests. Uh, and you may have answered it earlier. I'm not sure, but I'm just going to leave it sort of floating in the air. If there's one thing that takes you back, if there's a flavor or a, a smell of something that's cooking, or uh, you're eating at a restaurant and suddenly you go, "Oh wow, this is something that I that takes me back to when I was a kid, when I was young," mm-hmm. something that's evocative of that time in your life, what would that be? You know, I, I mentioned earlier that I've been I've been chasing the taste of my grandmother's sausage for the whole of my adult mm-hmm. life. I was in a Cracker Barrel of all places <laughs> many years ago. Yeah. That sausage was the closest I've been able to come to my grandmother's mixture of, of pork and beef and, 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 and her spices. So I don't often cite Cracker Barrel as a, as, as a place where I had uh, an epiphany. But right, the culinary it. touchstone, right? Uh, f- for a lot of Americans, it you know it it, it is <laughs> it, yeah. it is Mecca. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> for better or worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, one other thing. Uh, now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I'm gonna uh, ask you for a recipe. 
because I have okay. all of my guests provide a recipe with a little kind of you know intro of what it was, well, you know what what the uh, what the recipe meant to them at some point in their life, be it now or right. earlier. Uh, maybe can yeah. you your you fried chicken? Yeah, you think concoct yeah. it? Yeah, the secret for me is is in the spice bag. Ah, it's the it's the spice bag, right? And what are your what are your secret spices? Well, they wouldn't be a secret oh, if I that's told right. you. But but, but, but there's a, a there there the 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 color palette is is really kind of red. Uh-huh. There's a lot of red as opposed to um, yellow. There's 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 mustard seed mm. in it, mustard powder. Right. But there's there are many more. You know, red peppers, pe- pe- paprika, in, in, perhaps paprika, certainly um, a, a lot of it. Um, it's the it's the spices. Mm-hmm. It's the spices. Well, then think the think about a recipe that even if it's something that Stephanie makes, mm. that is something that takes you back to when you were younger. Uh, I'll I'll follow up. Yeah, follow, I'll follow up. I, 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 I'm and, pretty and, sure we can. We can accommodate with a, a recipe, a recipe, a, a chicken recipe. Okay, that'd be great because we're gonna, at some point we're going to put them all together and and put out a cook a cookbook. Are yeah. you? Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. All right, that's awesome. well, yeah. Lavar Burton. All I can say is this has been one of the great enjoyable experiences of this and any other time in my life. You know how, how highly I think of you, anyway. And, and yeah. likewise. Um, We've known each other for for oh, many boy. years. Uh, for, um, again, for our listeners and our viewers' edification, we did, and it's in a way kind of fitting, uh, considering your activism in the areas of of uh, mm. of learning and and, uh, and uh, uh-huh. that you and I did a movie about the creation of the Statue of Liberty, the the yeah. the symbol of of welcome uh, in this country mm-hmm. that has been. Uh, at times, uh, somewhat tarnished, uh, but uh, mm-hmm. generally speaking, ha- is a beacon in the world. It is, and you know we're we're sort of struggling right now yeah. um, in America with with our idea what, what what we mean when 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 we say you know welcome. Yeah, I think it's it's important to you know remember our roots in in in, in that regard that you know this was designed to be a place where all are welcome. Amen. And with that, LeVar Burton, I can't thank you enough for joining us on Cooking by Heart. My pleasure, Chris. I love you. You know that. I love you too, man.